from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Thank you for joining us. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, host of the Ken Coleman Show, and author of the number one best-selling book, From Paycheck to Purpose, is my co-host. As we talk about your job, your life, your money, your where your money comes from, your work, Ken is an expert in that area, and he can help. So jump in. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Jim is with us in Vancouver. Hi, Jim. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Thanks for having me on. Sure. What's up? Um, I'm calling from just outside Vancouver in British Columbia here. Mm-hmm. And basically, I was wondering if it was smarter for me to buy a house or start start a business first. And if you would think buying a house would be smarter, how would I go about that with today's like housing market? Buying a house in terms of to live in as your home or uh, as a rental property? It would be to live in as my own, ideally with a suite to rent out, but that might be further down the line. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you single? I'm single, yeah. What do you make? Um, I'm 20, and I still do live with my parents, but I currently make 35 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. What's okay. the business you want to start? Um, it would be in the um, equipment services and welding um, industry. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, obviously, you know how to uh, do equipment services and welding. Uh, where are you going to get your yeah. customers? Uh, so I got quite a few connections from past jobs at farms and whatnot from when I was a bit younger. So I would be able to get a lot of customers in the agricultural um, type of work. Is that business going to require... Why are they gonna, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, what I'm getting at is he said house or start business. And so I'm wondering, is there a lot of capital outlay? Like, are you going to have to put a lot of money into this to launch this business idea? Um, so I... Again, I haven't really put a whole lot of thought. Like, I get, I put a lot of thought towards starting the business, but I haven't really tallied up the numbers because um, I've just been told that for buying a house, if you're self-employed, the bank doesn't look super highly on that rather than if you make a steady income at a place that's been around for a lot longer. They're going to want to see two. Well, in America, they're going to want to see two, tax, two years of tax returns. I don't know what it is in British Columbia. But two years of tax returns as a self-employed person proves you make money. Other than that, there's no problem at all being self-employed. But uh, but obviously, you can't move in there with. Uh, and again, I do not know the mortgage process in uh, British Columbia. I can't comment on that. I'm ignorant about it. So, but you'd have to find that out. But I think you're probably you know you're on the right track there with that issue. Um, how much money do you have saved? Um, so I currently have. 35000 in my savings, and then I got just under 30000 invested. Okay, good for you. All right. And um, you, you are in the welding and uh, equipment services business now making $35 an hour. That's correct. Okay. And so are, do you have the ability to do side jobs in the same industry without uh, stepping on your current employer's customers or stealing from them in any way. Yes, that's that's the thing that I said. Sorry, my email earlier. I never. Your your phone's that, breaking up. I didn't understand you. Try again. 
Um, I do have the ability to work on side jobs from home and also from the shop without getting in the way of my current career. Yeah, without ethics problems with your current employer, right? Exactly. Okay. All right. So what I would do is uh, I would not start my business full-time. I would start it part-time and, and start doing some side gigs, and I would go get me a rental pro- a, a, a place to rent and just you know move out of your parents' house. You're 20 years old, um, and I would not buy a house right now. I would just keep piling up cash. You've got plenty of time. There's nothing to do with the housing market. It's got to do with where you are. And then I want you to build up that side gig, build up that side gig to where you're making more with it than you are during your day job. Then you're ready to quit and run your job, run your business full time. The big deal here that you're going to discover, Jim, and I want you to discover this by actually doing it, not not in theory, not discussing it. Uh, what you're going to discover is is that doing the welding and being an excellent welder is a different skill set than running a business. Yeah. You can be an excellent technician and still run the business poorly. You could be an you can run a business well and be a horrible technician. People do that sometimes. But uh, what often happens is someone is a great chef, and so they automatically assume they need a restaurant. Well, it's a completely different thing to run a restaurant than it is to be a chef. The only thing that's in yeah. common is food. That's the only thing. I mean, chef is one skill operating a business is another skill and that that's what i'm seeing with you so i i think you're probably very good at what you do you sound very competent and confident and um so i would want you to, to just build this up on the side what do you think yeah the only thing i'd add to that is while you're doing the work on the side see there's no risk here you're not all in you got a great job no conflict of interest and now i'm learning the business with zero risk and Dave's right. There's a process of welding, and then there's I'm selling these parts, and that's a whole different ballgame. Then I'm running my business. And while I'm doing it on the side, I'm learning by experience, but I'm also going to sit with people who are winning in the industry. I will tell you this, Dave. I think the most underrated question in the history of the world is, will you help me? And will you help me, in this case, a young man who's 20, who approaches a guy maybe in his 30s or 40s or 50s or 60s and says, hey, I want to get into this business one day. Can I buy your lunch or coffee? And will you just tell you me what me? I need to know? Will you help and me? You helping me is you just giving me some knowledge and some wisdom. And I have found that successful people are very willing to help that person who asks that question and shows up with a willingness to learn pad and paper, notes on your phone. I don't care how you do it. And if you do that, here's what happens. Now you get all this wisdom and knowledge from somebody who's been way out in front of you, and then you begin to apply it on the side, and Dave's right. That picks right back up where Dave's advice is. At some point, you're going to scale it to the point where you can walk away from the day job right into working for yourself. But there's no risk here. And patience is the key. It's hard to be patient when you're 20. I mean, crap, it's hard for me to be patient at 49. But it's really hard to be patient when you're 20. But patience is what sets you up for the long haul. And I think that's the that's the only thing I'd add to what you said. I thought the advice was fantastic. So don't buy a house. No. Move out. Don't start your business full-time. Start it part-time. Build it up, build it up, build it up, build it up. Learn the business skills. And I'll send you a copy of our number one best-selling book, Entree Leadership, yeah, great. which is how we show people what our playbook has been on running a business, how we grew the Ramsey Solutions business from a card table in my living room to now 
almost 1,100 folks on the team and over 300 million a year in revenue. And we'll show you how we did that. And so, but that's the skill set. It's a different set of skills than welding. And you, you got to be good at both to make this work. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LSE. Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host. Thanks for being here, America. Open phones at 888-825-5225. You jump in and we will talk. Joe is in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Hi, Joe. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Yes, sir. Thank you all for taking my call. Sure. What's up? So my question today is um, an, a couple at our church is offering to owner finance their house to us. And I'm just calling to see if that is going to be a smart play with my current situation. Okay. Um, well, we, t- you know, we can check your current situation. So how much debt do you have? Um, right now we're on baby step two. We still have about 40, 42,000, um, mm-hmm. which ranges from a uh, credit card, mm-hmm. car note. What's your household medical. income? Um, sixty-five to seventy thousand. So, when do you plan to that. do be done with the forty-two? Um, we're we're snowballing. I mean, by two two and a half three years. Okay, would be. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. Um, I, I, we tell folks, Joe, not to buy a home while they're in debt. Okay. Because, uh, um, you know, Murphy will move in your spare bedroom, and the water heater will break, the roof will leak and the heat and air will go out, and you're broke because you're still in debt. And then you got a real mess on your hands. So what appears to be a blessing because of the timing is not going to be a blessing. It would end up being a curse. So I would tell you to wait, and that may mean that this couple sells the house to someone else, and that's fine, and you'll you know God will have something else for you. There will be another plan when you're ready, and you have a good emergency fund and a good down payment, and you have no debt. And you move into a house in that situation, the house can be a blessing, not a curse. But when you move into a house broke, you just get broker. That's why they call them brokers. You know, it's just, it's a bad idea. Don't do it. Don't do it. James, is that ready? Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, they sent me this thing. God, Ken, this, I don't know if you saw this or not. I haven't seen this. This is very exciting. A little bit. It's not exciting. It's scary. Oh, it's not? Okay. It's scary. So, I mean, we get scam stuff 
all the time. People using my name. Oh, you know, people using, you know, saying Dave Ramsey said do this, Dave Ramsey said do that. And it's like, well, of course, Dave Ramsey didn't say to do that. That's dumb. He wouldn't do that. That's, and you know, anybody that knows us know these things, but then people that don't know us, they think I'm endorsing, you know, bull crap. So this one pops up. This one's scary because it's AI. That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. So you're going to play it, play it. This is on Instagram. This is the dumbest thing I've seen, and I don't know when. Total credit card debt surged to $1.03 trillion. It marks the highest level ever on record That part's all in real. the Fed, dating back all the way to 2003. Yeah. Um, I have about $16,000 worth, worth of debt. Um, it includes a car, a credit card, some medical debt from the birth of our son. Okay, so what you need to do, and this applies to my listeners at home who oh, have debt, bad. is go apply for an economic recovery package today. Do you hear me? The fastest way is to settle it and pay pennies on the dollar for what you owe. And you can do that using a free service through the Economic Recovery Program today. Thank you, sir. Wow. Hey, we love you. You hold on a second. Kelly's going to pick up, okay? Yeah, the Economic Recovery Package and pay pennies on the dollar. And, you, of course, you swipe down and you go to this website to buy their crap. And uh, and obviously, I mean, I said AI. When I first heard it on my computer, it was AI. But when I heard it now, just now in the studio, that doesn't, it's not even AI. It's just a bad voice. Yeah. He got one little phrase. He got one little phrase that was close. But to somebody who doesn't listen to you much and did a drive-by on YouTube, that's nasty. That is really bad. It was an Instagram thing. So, of course, we got the attorneys on it. We'll get them shut down. Instagram shut them down. But uh, then they pop back up as quick as you shut them down because it's you know it's yeah. a scam. It's everywhere. like whack a mole. Yeah, it's it, they're everywhere. But yeah. I I they just you know you don't notice, but it would change from these earbuds in our ears to the microphone with our, in front of our face. It's exactly and right. uh, and then the thing in front of your face it makes it look like I'm saying it and uh, and yeah. then closes out with with me actually closing the call out. Of course, you know the ultimate deception. Yeah. Bookend it with actual real stuff from you. Yeah, it's very you know that may, all, that freaks all, me all, out. All fraudulently and in violation of copyright, by the way, too. But yeah. Right. Wow. Wow. So, no, we do not endorse the Economic Recovery Act, which doesn't even exist. <laughs> which, by, by the, the way, way, yeah, what a joke. Does not exist. There's yeah. no such thing. Economic okay? Recovery Act. And, and so, and you can settle your debts for pennies on the dollar. Yeah, you can do that. But what this is, is one of these scam uh, debt consolidation places. Yes. And uh, they're getting you into a debt consolidation process. And oh my. But gosh. that part was brilliant because that's the kind of fooiness that we hear from DC. They say things like Economic Recovery Act, and we all go, oh, they're here to help. Yeah. Economic. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. That That's. It's troubling, though. It's troubling. Ronald Reagan had a famous quote. He said the most scary words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. Amen and amen. The Economic Recovery Act. And just... just what does that even mean? Yeah. It's not even an act, by the way. Oh, it is an act, but it's not that kind of an act. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Crazy if stuff. If you're going to try to rip your voice off, practice a little better than that. It, Come on, I mean, man. It sound like I was from California. Yeah. <laughs> Not enough Tennessee in that. There's <laughs> no twang in that. Doug is in Grand Rapids. Hey, Doug, what's up? Hey, Dave and Ken. How are you guys doing today? Better than we deserve. What's up? Hey, excellent. I'm glad I'm speaking to you guys. I've been listening to the show for about six years now, and it's a little bit embarrassing to state that uh, my wife and I are not completely out of debt yet because we're 
what I like to say, and I hear you say on the show all the time, we're sort of Ramsey-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, we did successfully pay off $88,000 of student loans That's in good. 2021. That's good. Um, huge weight lifted off the shoulders, and with all the student loan speak going on right now, it's amazing to not have to deal with that. Um, but my question today has to do with Roth IRAs because we still have $62,000 in debt um, on three line items. Two of them are cars and one is a camper. Um, How much do you owe on a camper? Camper, we owe 24000 Okay. So one third of this is a camper. Okay. Yep. yep. And the other forty or 38000 is broken into how many, what kind of car? How much uh, on We have one? a 27 on the Tahoe and nine or almost 10000 on an Edge. Okay. All right. So you have a car and a camper problem. Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, now, what's your household that, income? We bring in gross about 160 a year, so we're only at about 41% of our annual income, mm-hmm. so we're a little bit below the 50% that you teach. Okay. And so, and, and you um, want to pull out your Roth? Well, the question is, because I've actually listened to the show for six years, and I've never heard this question, so I may have a good one. Um, and I know you teach not to pull from retirement because of the penalties and taxes associated with doing that. But in our case, we each, my wife and I, each have a Roth IRA. In my name, I have a Roth of $10,000, um, and she's got 5000 in her name. And my question was about the cash equivalents, because no. obviously after tax Absolutely dollars. not. This is not okay. a Roth problem or a tax problem or a penalty problem. This is a Doug problem. Mm-hmm. Doug, really? Behavior. You make one hundred and sixty grand, <laughs> and you owe money on a camper? Yeah. Come on. Well, we do. We and you do want to cash out camper, your freaking but... retirement for a camper? <laughs> no. We also rent that out. Through no. Yeah. No, Dave. I'm in the camper investment business. No, you're not. Yeah. You know better than that, dude. What's it worth? Do you have any it idea? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's gone. Yeah, that's what I I'm mean, getting. It's just selling. gone. It's depreciating Either you pay these cars and these campers off in the next 18 months out of your cash flow and you guys quit being ish or, Mm. you know, because here's the problem. You keep treating the symptom. And, and, you know, when you take this money out of retirement and start with it's not enough to do spit. It's not enough money Mm. in there. But if you did take it out, you keep treating the symptom. And the symptom is the debt. The problem is the debt. Doug, the Dougie. Okay, so so you got to got you guys are gonna have to quit being ish. That's what we're saying. You're gonna have to get on a decent plan. Get on it. Get on every dollar. You and your wife sit down and go. Okay, we knocked out eighty eight thousand. Now we look kind of foolish sitting here with these debts, making one hundred sixty grand. We make too much money to be this freaking broke. You have no money in retirement, Doug. I mean, you have five thousand dollars. It's pitiful. It's pitiful. And you make $160,000 a year. Come on, man. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make health care more affordable. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's health care costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. 
With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions, we have a thing called the debt-free stage. We also have an, a viewing area where you can come in, get free homemade chocolate chip cookies and coffee. Come by and visit us if you're in town from Boise, Idaho, or something like that. So we got a group of uh, ladies sitting here on the front row. We just met them at the break from Boise. So, uh, hey, people come from all over America and visit Nashville, and sometimes we're one of the places they stop and see. We do this show on the glass from one to four every day central time and if you come and watch uh, you'll agree that it's pretty much like watching ugly paint dry but there you go so. mm. hey i don't resemble that hey, hey watch hey. out what's happening hey but also we have the debt-free stage in that lobby and that's where mike and Lindsay are hey guys how are you hi hi doing Dave. good hi, welcome Ken. where do you guys live st louis missouri there we go awesome and how much debt have you paid off uh three hundred and sixty thousand. yo how long did that take about 32 months good for you and your range of income during that time uh 120,000 to 350,000 okay in three years you double your over double your income we did almost triple it yep wow what do y'all do for a living uh i am a internal medicine doctor ah there we go and i work in the financial services industry well that's vague enough good okay <laughs> all right excellent so now you yeah so that's a way to double or triple your income the two of you excellent yes. very good so uh goodness what kind of debt was the 360 uh mostly student loans uh-huh. about three hundred and forty-six thousand was student loans and says, the rest- says the doc yeah the rest was an investment loan and a car loan okay wow very cool how long you been on med school uh about well out of medical school no i mean out of, out of residency and everything about three years about three years. Yeah. so about this time yep so you got out and you said let's knock it out correct game on yep all right so what how'd you get connected to this ramsey stuff what made y'all do this yeah so um we were probably dave ish i had heard about the dave ramsey show before Lindsay and i got married which was six years ago and mm-hmm. we were on our honeymoon and uh being the financial guy i was uh listening to the dave ramsey show podcast wow uh and then Lindsay, uh being like i think she was reading a book <laughs> and she said what are you doing what are you listening to and it was uh the dave ramsey show we listened to the podcast um and that's how we got first connected and then uh my family gifted us uh, FPU for Christmas as ah, well. Okay. And so then when she comes out of med school, no question of how what we're going to do. Correct. We're going to knock this out. Pop. Yep. Yep. Done. 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 Very good. Lindsay, I got to ask you as the doctor in your world, did you share the process, the journey as you were doing it? And if you did, uh, what did you find the reaction was? And, and I'm just curious how many other people that are in your shoes, the doctors that are actually even thinking about getting after it the way you all did uh yeah i mean we talk pretty openly about it um and honestly most of the people are not doing what we did Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of the people are doing public service loan forgiveness Mm -hmm. um or they just kind of are on the you know 10 20 year plan they'll eventually pay it off you know they make enough money um they want like the big expensive house or the fancy car and all Mm -hmm. that stuff doc itis correct Mm -hmm. did they look at you treat you like incredulously like what are you thinking no never that type of situation just Hmm. more so could tell that they didn't necessarily agree with it right like that would be nothing that they would ever do Hmm. yeah yeah but look at you yeah look at you i'm completely free 
32 months. That's rowdy. Wow. That is very cool. What do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? Because you're successful at it. Um, I would say my key is uh, the budget. And then also we we always had like really short-term goals, but then also having the longer-term goals. We were always having goals that we wanted to get done within like, you know, a month or two. And then also what's our goal five to 10 years from now? Like, what do we want life to look like? Mm-hmm. So that's really what kept me going. Yeah, I I would say like consistency. Mm-hmm. So like we knew how much money was going towards debt and we set that goal from the beginning and just kept on going. Um, and also um, you guys have heard the phrase or used the phrase dream dates. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That was that was huge for us. Like yeah. keep us motivated, keep us going, um, look to the future mm-hmm. uh, and what legacy we want to leave behind. Yeah, you got to have a vision. Absolutely. For your life. Correct. And uh, when you have a shared dream, then that's the living like no one else. So that later we get to live and give like no one else. And that you got to have that later, you know, in sight in high definition and be able to tell what's really going on with it. Right. Way to go, you guys. Way to go. I'm curious. I, I, don't know if, I don't know if I've ever asked anybody this question, but you're a financial guy and you're in that world. And so you're pro- probably academically trained like I was uh, the same way. Uh, because there's probably, uh, I don't know, two or three hundred podcasts and radio shows on money out there. Uh, why? why what, what was it that a financial guy goes, well, this is okay. I can listen to this. Yeah, I think for me, it was honestly before getting married to Lindsay, I didn't know debt or have debt. Um, Uh-oh. And I knew... He just threw you under the bus. <laughs> I brought all the debt, Dave. And backed over. Yeah. Wait, all the debt. I did have over. an investment oh, loan in a small car loan. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I think the biggest thing is we uh, knew before marriage that we wanted to tackle the debt. And with COVID and no interest, we wanted to get it out of our lives yeah. for good. I mean, why, um, this, why, why so were we could, you listening to this show? Dave, it's because of your personality. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> uh, you Hold and on, I let me would... scoot over so his head can fit in here. Hold on. <laughs> you and I. <laughs> uh, no, I just really liked uh, the principles, the baby steps. Uh, okay. Now we're on four, five, and six. It made sense. It made, it made sense sense Clear path. The clear Correct. path made sense. Yeah. Correct. Okay. That, that I'll buy. <laughs> Way to go, you guys. We're very proud of you. Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, also, you've had a baby. Yes. All right. And brought they brought him with you, right? We did. Yes. He's okay. four now, no um, longer a baby. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. So six years married, four-year-old, and 32 months a- after med school, boom, this is gone. Hey, we got a copy of the uh, Baby Steps Millionaires book for you in the Live and Give box and the, ba- the Total Money Makeover book and a Financial Peace University membership. <laughs> Probably got all those already, but you can give them away and uh, find somebody who wants them and so what's the four-year-old's name christopher all right christopher here we go man ready your mom and dad have changed your life buddy you don't even know how much yet you have a family tree that has been changed but by, by two heroes right here three hundred and sixty thousand dollars paid off in 32 months making 120 to 350 mike Lindsay, and christopher from st louis count it down let's hear a debt-free scream three, three two Two, one we're debt free yeah (laughs) (laughs) that is how it's done you gotta love it 
So, Ken, there is an antidote to the student loan crisis, mm. and uh, we just observed it. Yeah. There's human beings taking responsibility because the private student loan forgiveness, as she said some of these docs are counting on, has a 1.6% success rate. Mm. 98.4% of the people that apply for that do not get it. That's all of them. So these docs are screwed up by betting their their futures on the private student loan forgiveness, the public student loan forgiveness act. It's it doesn't work. It's another time your government has lied to you. And so we're going to be having this coming Tuesday night. Jade Washaw, Rachel Cruz, me are going to be doing a free live stream for a couple of hundred thousand of you that are going to be viewing. It's at 7 p.m. Central Time this coming Tuesday night. Student loan debt in America, how we got here and how we're going to get out. Yeah. We're going to show you some real solutions. This is Ramsey Solutions. That's what we're here for. And we're not here for something that's going to, if, if you're looking for easy, I, I don't. I can't help you with easy. If you're looking for microwave and quick, I can't help you with that. We sell crock pots, baby. 32 months. They've been scratching and clawing those folk. 32 months. They went through Financial Peace University. They listened to the podcast. They've read the books. 32 months of nothing. And now they're free. $360,000 in debt. Yeah, go to RamseySolutions.com slash student loans and sign up for Tuesday night. This is The Ramsey Show. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Joe's with us in Houston, Texas. Hi, Joe. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, so my question today, Dave and uh, Ken, is uh, I work for an automation supplier company for the oil and gas industry. I've been here for almost a year. My responsibilities have increased uh, a lot more than I thought they would, and I would like to bring up uh, getting a raise to uh, to my leadership and stuff like that and kind of wanted to know about how to go about doing that. How much – have you got a number in your mind, a percentage that you've done some research on, or is this just a hunch and a feeling? Uh, so so I'm, I'm definitely making less than what I was previously with the job I left in, you know, uh, where we were maintenancing the solutions that were, uh, being sold by, by uh, different companies. And now I'm designing and implementing those. Uh, so I took a pay cut to come to this job for more freedoms, more responsibilities and chances to grow. And the number I've got is about 12 to 15% is what you want as a raise. Yes. And you've been there a year. Have you had an annual review, or is that process in place? Uh, so I had a six-month review, and everything was everything with that was, was gold stars and Great. from what I was told. So and, uh, when did the increased responsibilities get put on you? Give me a timeline. At the six-month mark. And, and you were told this. It was like, hey, here's what we're doing. You're doing a great job, gold stars. Now we're going to add this, 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 and this. Is that how it went? Yes. Did you bring up, okay, hey, I... Glad for the review. Uh, is there an increase in comp? What's that look like? How am I measured? Did you bring that up at the time? So I brought that up at the time, and the company I work for is growing. And uh, so they were like, okay, we're going to push off your raise. until." So then I asked for a 6%. They said, we're going to push it off till October. 
well then the responsibilities that was it was supposed to increase it's gone beyond that in the in the six months mm-hmm. because we're we're developing a new a new department for for our branch and I've been kind of given that okay and that's now what do you between? make I make eighty two five okay and so you're asking for like ten grand yeah okay all right and they're supposed to review it in October anyway so just a few weeks yes yes sir. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I'd hold the line. I'd hold the line on the number if, and again, Dave, I, I want you in the in yeah. The but it's, it's all role. it's all the narrative of how you couch it. Okay. Yeah. So, just the the best way to do a lot of these things, especially in business, is just trade shoes for a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you're the leader, you're the owner, you're the manager of, that's making these decisions. Okay. How would you want to be? Uh, addressed how would you want this conversation to sound and and i'm an owner of a company i'll tell you how i want it to sound um i'm happy to talk to anybody about their comp Uh, i'm happy for them to talk to leadership here anytime about their comp uh and and you know here's the thing you're not entitled to anything you earn it and you have said you're earning it but, I mean, I had yes, one sir. guy come in my office, Joe, a few years ago, and he's like, well, I've got this degree and that degree. The poor guy had more degrees than a thermometer. And he, he <laughs> said, you know, people that have degrees like me at other places, you know, they make uh, $50,000 more a year than I'm paying. And I said, yeah, then you're, you're paying me. I said, I understand that, but we don't pay for degrees here. This is a small business, honey. Your raise is effective when you are. Okay. And so that's what the owner's looking for. Your raise is effective when you are. You've made the case to me, listening to you, that you've been effective and you've gotten the increased responsibility and you're stepping up and you're taking emotional ownership of these areas. And so you're a valuable team member is what it sounds like to me. And so, but the way you want to couch it if you're on the other side of the desk is how, Joe? I mean, think about it. You want to say, uh, not I deserve more money, simply go, I think I'm adding a lot of value. Do you think I'm adding a lot of value? If I'm adding value, I need to ask you, how do I go about talking to you guys in a proper way without sounding ungrateful? Because I'm very grateful. I love this place. I love the opportunity. I love the growth. I love the added responsibility. Um, And, you know, what's the right way, if you're me, to ask you guys about compensation? And I, I... I'd really like to make more. And what do I need to do? Is there anything I'm not doing that I'm, that I'm doing? You know, is there anything I can add or is there, do I need to do something different to qualify for some increased compensation? And if somebody says to me, how can I, what can I do to make myself more valuable? So you want to give me more money. That's an easy, that's an easy thing for me as an owner. I can do that one. Okay. I can go. Okay. Cause you know, like I had a guy one time, he's working on a deal and he brought in an extra million dollars. That really happened. That blew my mind. He he just, he added this thing to a deal. He was doing, negotiating a deal for us and he added this thing. And, and so, and his commission structure did not pay him on that million dollars, but you know what? We paid him anyway. You know why? Because yeah. I want him to do that again. <laughs> okay, because he added value. You see what I'm talking about? So a lot of value in that case. That's a big number. But the the thing is here, I, I think you say, I am I I think I'm adding value. Am I adding value? And if I'm not adding enough, what do I need to be doing to qualify for increased compensation? Because I really want to be one of your best team members and I also want to make some good money. And tell me how to do that, man. Yeah. I agree with that. However, 
I would also add to this, Joe, they promised you a 6%. I, I would ignore that because I, I think he's due a lot more than 6 6% a joke in this. It, yeah, maybe. He needs. He needs. He needs. Got to have some marketplace research on that. Yeah. Like if somebody comes to us and says, "Yeah, but he's in, he's in a startup and they're they're adding stuff, it. they're adding new products, they're it. adding new projects and things to his plate, left and right, left and right." He and he's making eighty already. He's yeah. he's worth another ten. I think he is, but he's got to make that case. And I'm just pointing out that he's going in asking for twelve to fifteen. They've asked six. He I, needs to show market. I ranges. wouldn't ask for twelve fifteen. I would. I would ask oh, I thought open ended question. Okay, because he was saying he we wants had 12. talked about six back in the summer. I feel like I'm doing all these right. things. What have I got to do? Yeah. Oh, what I have agree. I, gotta I always add? say that yeah. too. And, yeah, and you know that kind of thing. And and then if they come back at six, you go, okay, I need to know what I got to do to get double that. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I kind of thought I was in that zone, right. and apparently I'm not. So and they've added responsibilities. Yeah. And, so he you know, if you talk out. to me that way, and you don't, you don't start trying to. But let me, as soon as somebody starts playing hardball with us at Ramsey on yeah. uh, raise negotiation, right? <laughs> we just go, you know, it's probably not going to work out here, right? Because right. we're not going, you know, you're going to negotiate. Come on, I mean, yeah. ask how you can help. Yeah. And if you kill it and drag it in here, we'll share it with you, baby. Yeah. I mean, it's not we're not greedy, but but you know, just I show up every day and breathe. And so I get money. Right. That's not what Joe's doing. Right. But if you if you're out there and you think, well, I just show up every day and I'm you know I actually took a shower daily and I expect a raise. I mean, come on, man. There's no just shower daily raise. Mm-hmm. That's there's not one of those. So um, you know it's crazy what's out there and the way people think about this stuff. So you know here's the thing: if you want to be an extremely valuable team member, always be asking what you how you can add value, how I can lift the place not what i can take from it so if we're interviewing someone and the first two sentences all they want to know is what they get then we're done with the interview because they're there to take they're not there to add they're going to work a job work as little as possible come in late leave early and steal while they're there and so you want to present that the exact opposite of that scenario agree when you're uh interviewing or when you're negotiating, so to speak, for a raise. But it's not negotiating. No, it's, it's asking not. leading questions. Yes, and also being informed in what you're asking. You know, we had a sure guy come in asking. the other day in, in one of our technology roles, a very unusual niche role, but he said, I got, a, I got a recruiter coming at me, offering me X more, and he goes, I don't want to leave. But it's crazy amount of money. He goes, what should I do? And and, and that's a way to approach it. Not yeah, like, I love that. if you don't match this guy, I'm out of here. Right. Because we'd be going, see you, wouldn't want to be you, you know? <laughs> That's right. And um, But but if he comes in and goes that, you know what? We, we were not able to match it, but he wanted to stay. Mm-hmm. We were able to respond to his situation and make him feel good about staying by giving mm-hmm. him a great raise. Yeah. And it was, it was an unscheduled raise. Hello. So that's okay. All that's fine. But th- this is a how you – the attitude you approach it, are you a giver or are you a taker? Are you a parasite? Or are you someone that's adding to the whole process? And if you're adding to the process and the people don't respect that with your in your wallet, you probably need to look for another place. Joe, I think you got a good situation and you're a good guy. This is going to work out for you. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Ken. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.